forever. Dog. I saw the video. I saw Will Smith did a YouTube video where he was like, "All right, I'm gonna tell the story." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Why I turned I've down seen the that story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh, what's the first thing that came up? And he was just like talking about how they were talking about the um, bullet time. Uh, And when they were talking about bullet time was when he was like, and he was like, yeah, see, they're living inside a computer. And then, well, you know, you're going to jump and then you're going to freeze in midair. And then we're going to spin around you like 360 while you jump. You're frozen, you know, and then you'll come and you'll you'll do the kick like and and he the way that Will was saying it in the video, he was making it sound like it sounded crazy and dumb. And I was like, Will, that sounds so cool. Well, no, no, no. No, you got to think about it. You got to think about it because this is my thing. Like Nobody could see it. No, no the, yeah. What he was describing, it, it didn't exist. It sounded insane. Right, right, right. I mean, so this movie went to like, so, you know, it's the 20th anniversary of it. So this movie also went out to every A-lister first, apparently. So Will Smith, Brad Pitt, um, who else? Leonardo DiCaprio, w- Will Smith. Uh, but the person that almost took it was actually Sandra Bullock. How crazy is that? What are you talking about? We went to Sandra Bullock and For said, Trinity? we'll change Neo to a girl. Uh, we sent her the script to see if she was interested in it. And if she was interested in it, we would make the change. Uh, uh, and, this, and this is one of, the, one of the producers of the film. Um, Sandra touched on this subject back in 2009. There hadn't, any, there hadn't been any roles that I wanted to get. But there was this one movie I wish I had done, The Matrix. At the time, I was approached about it. It wasn't, it wasn't cast with Keanu, and I couldn't see myself with the person they wanted in it. Later, I saw the movie and loved it. It was sexy and great because of Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu. So, like, wait, did so was she approached for Neo? Neo. What does she mean that the person they wanted in it? I think they was gonna. I think they were gonna partner her up. So I guess Trinity would have been a guy. So I guess she's saying, yeah, she like, who's say, the Trinity? She didn't in say. The yeah, Bullock version. She, she say, couldn't see herself with that person. Right. I could. Yeah. I didn't uh, see myself with the person they wanted goodness. in it. What is wrong with people? But they, then was they, no one knew. Uh, they had never. They had did two indies. Here's my thing about this though: is like, didn't you read the script? Because the script is I know magnificent. I know. Even if you didn't know what they could do tech- technologically, which I totally get. How could you ever? How could you ever? Like it transforms so much. But I don't know, man. That's crazy yeah me. i mean but i can but i can get like i can understand like if you are especially because we're in a world where like some superhero movies are like just bad you know right and uh so it's like you're reading this and going is this gonna be anything you know right gonna, that's a good that's a good analogy i wonder yeah do you ever worry about that i mean it's of a, course it's not because we're most. not getting offers but like do, do you ever think about like it's a fear man. oh man like somebody will offer me something or be like hey do this and you'll be, and you read it and you're like ah this is probably not gonna be good and then it becomes like the best thing ever my fear is the opposite my fear is being like oh this because we look at movies so often and we hear these stories about the matrix mm-hmm. about like the person who didn't take like uh uh was i remember hearing somebody didn't take um uh transpotting and all this, and, and and all this other shit I'm like no and i'm my fear is i will take everything and it just will be <laughs> and it'd be like pluto nash or some right. shit <laughs> They're like, yeah. oh, this is awful. <laughs> this is your fear. Is that- or like, or you could take <laughs> if you take everything, you know. Then when the thing does come that could have been the Matrix, you won't be available for it because you took. I those stories are always oh, tough too. Those. When it's like, oh, they were stuck in this contract, and it's like, ugh, that thing was terrible. Like I mean, it's crazy, right? Right, and especially especially if it like if you got that offer in May and you're like, oh my god, I just got Matrix. 
You didn't say the. You didn't say the. You, you know what I'm it. saying? In, you know, in the May trick. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? So, this is a, no, so no. In this world, no, so, he doesn't so in get this world, in the world that of this segue, <laughs> there's just a, a saying of the May tricks that you are in. Like you just you have May tricks. Like, no. oh snap. Well, you know, you got Maybe the April you, know, you, exactly, you, you, you got April Fools, you know, you got April Fools and you got the May tricks. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not letting either one of y'all get this. No, I'm just saying today is April. In this world, is it the May tricks? It's today not April Fool's Day. It's today not April Fool's Day. No, it's not. It is not when we're recording it. No, no, no. When this episode is being released, when people are hearing my voice right now, it is April Fools. And you got April Fools, and you also with the little less known popular uh uh, 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 uh <laughs> keep going uh, Jester keep going Jester Day is the Matrix. I hate because you I, am, <laughs> I hate no, I'm, I'm mad. May. I'm upset. It's the Matrix. You tried to help him, James. I feel fooled. <laughs> you tried to help him. You know what? Emma, let's I didn't. Just start I was the show. trying to understand. No, it wasn't helping. It was the show. I, I, you think I was that's just a, trying to understand. Wait, wait, time out. Time out. I didn't wait, know. Wait, one second. One second. One second. This. You think that's a segue you're hearing right now? Wait, is this? Uh, a <laughs> oh my God. This is going to be the worst. Let's start the show. <laughs> Jonathan Raylock, James III, Gerard Milligan. What more can I say? Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City! This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Oh, boy! That was good, boy. That okay, was good. Okay. That was good. That was good, oh, boy. Come on. Oh. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Why, oh, why did I not take the boot pill? <laughs> I told you that red pill was shoving up his ass. <laughs> oh, man. Guys, uh, welcome to Black Link Can't Jump in Hollywood. Uh, my name is Jonathan Braylock. I'm Dry Milligan. And my name. <laughs> this pause was too long. <laughs> How you gonna break? How you gonna break? Say your name. I'm so Say mad. I was, I was ready to do it. And then, okay, hold on. Wait, can we back up? <clears throat> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Want me to lead you in? I'll lead you in. I'll lead you in. I got you. I got you. Okay, yeah. All right. And I'm Gerard Milligan. And my name. is <laughs> James. Are you gonna do I it? I said it, y'all. I said it. No, you didn't. No, you did not do it. <laughs> I said it. It's on the recording. No, no you didn't. It's on it. the recording. No, you did not. Oh, my God. I hate you <laughs> no, so much. No, you did I said it. It is so on the much. recording. People have heard it. They're very, they're Nobody probably upset. Nobody heard it. <laughs> Nobody heard it. All right. For those of you who are listening <laughs> for the first time, welcome. Uh, we are a film review podcast. We review films of leading black actors. That's right. We talk about them in the context of race. Race. And diversity in Hollywood. Woo. And if you don't know, now you know. Nigga. Damn, I, I was so aggressive. <laughs> that was so aggressive. Uh, he set me uh, up. Today we are reviewing the 1999 film The Matrix starring yeah. Keanu Reeves who um, uh, passes for white in almost every film that he does. But 
they call it out in this. They go, you look whiter than usual. That's one of the first things somebody says to oh, him. Oh, yeah, at the door, yeah. That's <laughs> one of the first usual. words spoken to him. <laughs> Are you last, whiter than usual? <laughs> one of the lines from this movie, they put in the new trailer for um, John Wick, and people got mad, and I thought it was the coolest. Oh, what? The, the part in John Wick, you know, because he's on the run now, yeah. whatever, and they're like, hey, what do you need? Guns. <laughs> Lots of guns. Lots of and guns, and people yeah. got mad. I'm like, that's the coolest shit in the world yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I love that line. I love almost every line in this movie. Um, Keanu Reeves, of course, uh, he, he actually is uh, a part Asian. Now, do we know uh, how, how much? I think it's like, I feel like it's like 25% or something like that. We don't know. We didn't do his 23 and Me. Uh, the, other, the other reality is that Lawrence Fishburne is in this movie. And let's be honest, we got POC directors, the Wachowskis. Um, and also, this movie's actually like pretty diverse. Kind, kind of the world, the world, right? Of, I think when they it go is. in the boat, and when you get to when you get to the sequels, it is extremely diverse. Yeah, really, really. Yeah, diverse. that you know, the it feels like the world of the Matrix is diverse. Like the make the first movie is 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 wider than is wider than usual for us, <laughs> but. Right. But uh, but yeah, but like the world of the Matrix, right. and like they, I feel like they get Zion right. Like Zion makes a lot of sense. And uh, we're actually recording this on the twenty uh, year anniversary of this film his, coming out. His dad, his dad is um, Chinese and Hawaiian. Ah, see, yeah, there you go. Now, um, uh, here's the other thing: is that uh, this is my favorite movie of all time, and uh, they, these guys both know that. Uh, and I'm a I'm not pulling any. Str- I'm. I'm. Tell- I'm talking about every single thing I love about this movie. This is about to be a seven-hour podcast. <laughs> uh, but uh, of course, this movie when it came out, um, 1999. 1999. People were, you know, it was kind of like a this like hidden gem, like because it came out. It was one of the only movies that came out. I was reading on the way over here. Came out at number one. Week number two went down like to uh, number two. And then weeks four and up went back to number one right. and just stayed there for a little bit. Yeah, and it, it so it had an opening. I mean, uh, the uh, budget was sixty three million dollars. Its opening weekend was only twenty seven million, but it wound up grossing one hundred and seventy one million at the box office in domestic, and then two hundred and ninety two million foreign for a combined total of four hundred sixty three million worldwide. Over sixty three. Four sixty three million worldwide. Uh, sixty three million dollar budget. Now remember, this was a rated R original movie. So there was no Matrix movie, you know, like, and now people no book. people have said like, oh, it borrowed from Ghost in the Shell, it borrowed from uh, uh, Dark anime. City, yeah, but. you know, but like, so what? First of all, that's what art is. We yeah. borrow from everything, of course. We take the kind of concepts and things that are out there, but we create our own thing. This was its own thing. There was no book. 100%. There was no comic. There was no uh, sequel. Like, I mean, they there were sequels. sequels. But I yeah. love the Animatrix. Did anybody ever watch oh, those? Man, the Animatrix was so good. Yo, no, I'm happy. I, I saw like one or two, but not, not all of them. Yeah, I so, mean, they're not all. They're not equally good, but some of them are really. But good. together as an as yeah. an anthology, it's good. And some of them are really good, like really creepy. The one, the one where the dude like saves the robot, but then the robot like, and then yes. he gets shot up, and then he, the robot like, puts him in, and he's like yes. trapped in the, and he's trapped in the robot. <laughs> it's so good. It's. Yeah. We uh, all right. Uh, yeah, this movie went on to make two sequels, The Matrix Reloaded and The Matrix Revolutions, which came out in the same year. Yep. It was very controversial. One contro- in May, one in November. Yeah, and it was very controversial because the way that The Matrix Reloaded ended, of course, was like a, literally to be continued in, in a way that like m- movies hadn't really done yeah. ever, I think. I, well, was there ever a movie like that well, before? Appa- no, but apparently the Wachowskis, they... Uh, 
and this is something we talk about. Like the movie that we think about the Matrix. The Matrix has a lot of philosophies in it, but sometimes the average moviegoer, if you will, remembers like a lot of the action, and yes. they weren't interested interested in that. They were right. interested in the philosophy, and like apparently one of their favorite characters was. Uh, the architect. Right. And like, that's what they, they wanted to just go into that about yeah. how we're in a constant loop and people were like, what, what the fights? Like how, what is right. this? Well, what's so interesting to me specifically, we won't talk too much about the sequels, but like the re- reloaded sequel, it was like, they had uh, arguably the best action sequence out of all three of the Matrix movies. The car? Yeah, the chase scene on the highway. Good God. Right? Like, it's like an incredible action scene. I'm to watch that tonight. That we'll never see again because it's like, part real part scene mm-hmm. like they were the perfect blend though this movie that the reloaded movie was also the first time where it was like they start doing Super the fights CGI. full cgi yeah, and it was like a little, yeah. and people were like eh, i don't know it's because of that fucking neo versus uh all the um, all the asian smiths, smiths. Like, yeah God damn it man um so it had like both of those things in it but yeah then it had like all this philosophy stuff at the end where you're like wait what and it was like to be continued you were like you didn't understand what you just saw mm-hmm. it basically like said that this first movie like didn't matter like yeah. it was so interesting but i love it we're gonna anyway, go we're gonna go to rabbit hole with but this movie. We'll, we'll start with the with the matrix uh 88 on rotten tomatoes um which is ridiculous it should be 100 but uh <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway should we do initial thoughts you go clearly you you've said yours you you, you must clearly, you he's done you it must right go first Did all right he all right wait, well, here's the thing well, let me just real quick real quick this is what i'll say this is all i'll say is like the reason that I think The Matrix is the greatest movie of all time is because, first of all, it has every single thing that you want in a movie. It had that I per- personally want in a movie, I should say. Um, it has great acting, like people cast in the right parts, yes. right, and those people doing those parts very well. Mm-hmm. The script is brilliant. Yep. It, it's so memorable. There are so many lines that people quote and can quote because the it's coming at the right times, and there's layers to it. This movie. When, we're, when you really are breaking it down, it's talking about actually a lot of different things. It's it's touching on religion. It's touching on capitalism. It's touching on uh, just our uh, like ability. Individuality. Of, individuality. How we connect as a species. Uh, what we do with each other. It's talking about uh, uh, like the like uh, yeah. nuclear war, right? Mm-hmm. It, like the like all of these different things, like ro- robotech, uh, like you know the, the fear of AI. Mm-hmm. You have all these different things, like all rolled up into into one movie, um, while doing individual themes of like, I want to feel special, I want to be unique. You know, mm-hmm. do I want the truth? Do I want is is ignorance bliss? Like mm-hmm. you know all that stuff, and then you have incredible action scenes, mm-hmm. amazing twists, uh, and like a killer bad guy. And just a satisfying ending. Like it's like as as a whole, it works from beginning to end. There's so many different pieces where you're like, oh my God. And you can rewatch and find things that you didn't see the first time, but still have enjoyed that first thing on its own without knowing all of the intellectual stuff. And then look at the intellectual stuff. I mean, it is it's so good. <laughs> and no. it's in the, and it's and it's freaking original. Yeah. The fact that they made this up, I I I, I cannot I, it's insane yeah. to me. Yeah. The Wachowskis. And I know people love Sensei. I gotta watch that because I because oh, I, yeah. I haven't seen that. James, what do you like think? It. Yeah, I mean, The Matrix is great. I mean, uh I love this movie. I was one of those people who didn't love the sequels. Like I I hated that it sort of did away with the first one but totally get it, like totally get 
where the movie goes. Mm-hmm. Um, on rewatch, it was really hard to watch it knowing like that this was for nothing. <laughs> like uh, watching it going like, oh, this is all with like even this is within the control of the computers. Right. Um, uh, but super, super fun. And I uh, uh, when it came out, uh, I'm a huge Terminator fan. I think I've. I've I've either made that clear on the podcast or just in my life in general. And so I love that it feels like this is some this could somewhat be in the same universe as that. Um uh, <laughs> yeah. but just like farther down in in uh into the in the in the future. Mm-hmm. Um uh I love my god, Tank, the actor that plays Tank. I I have been like why isn't he in everything since 1999? Oh, like he's true. so good. And all he's doing is, I mean, like I realize now, like it's like, I thought he was great and probably looked up to him because he was a POC um, as a kid. And like, I'm watching it now. I'm like, Oh, I guess he's just kind of like the operator at the, the guy at the desk. Like, okay. you know, like it, no one, no one feels like he showcased himself. Um, but it felt like so much was happening. He was him. in that Black Panther movie. Was that before or after this? Yes, uh, he was. He was, that was um before this. Before I think. this. Gotcha, gotcha. I think there I think, I, bef- I think one of the reasons too that that he's so uh you you had such an affinity for him is that he's such a likable he has like such a likable kind of charisma to him while yeah, also yeah. doing the also being believable as this operator you know yeah like he like he he every time you see him you know every time you see him he's reacting to something that just happened in the matrix right so his first line is always operator but he is he manages to say operate it's like that thing where you're like i can read i can i can see so and so i can just listen to so and so read the phone book right like it's that kind of thing of like he imbues operator with every bit of emotion that he he is having at that moment and like and and especially watching it now in this context i was like he even though he is just the guy at the computer he is like he's acting this his his lines are are 70% the word operator and he yeah. is emoting so much um yeah wow okay. uh, cuz the pain I, the what confusion the, heck happened, the fear dude? his imdb like goes he stopped yeah he stopped after yeah his imdb I mean, just like, disappears like one wikipedia episode doesn't on really TV say shows. anything yeah, one um, burn notice. Yeah, I love like and and watching this, watching this after thinking about after watching us and going like, yeah, on the re, on the rewatch, like I'm gonna find out all kinds of things with the twist, blah blah, whatever. The Oracle scene to this t- on watching it now because I've never watched it like this, mm-hmm. but the Oracle scene, she never tells him that he's not the one. <laughs> Yeah, she never she like, actually says she, it. She, she never doesn't. tells him she that. She says, you she know basically, it. She, and everything that she says is true. She says, like, um, you know, in order to be, the, being the one is like being in love. You have to believe it. You know, after we've already heard that he doesn't believe it, right? right. So then, like, she's like, I'm going to tell you what you already know. And then he's like, I'm not the one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. It's like she never, everything she says on paper is also true. And, I, and just in thinking about us, it was like that thing that I wanted f- to hear when I went back and watched Red's monologue. Like, I wanted Red's monologue to, like, be like, there's all kinds of Easter eggs in this monologue, and then right. there weren't, right? There like, weren't. Um, yeah, man. So I thought that was like really, really cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, the movie's the movie's super fun. It's the friggin' Matrix. Yeah. Also, the other thing she says, which I love, was uh, with the tea where he like drops the uh, mm-hmm. mug, he like breaks it, oh, yeah. and then yeah. he's like, he's like, how did you know that? And she was like, the thing that'll really fry, like, blow your mind is 
would you have done it if I didn't say anything? Crazy. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, like, like that gives me chills. It's, it's so much back and forth. <laughs> I mean, this movie for me, I saw it, I saw it in theaters, and this is one of the last. I have a cousin who I've probably seen like four or five times in my life. And at this point, he was working at a movie theater. And I just happened to be in town. And he took me to see it. He's like, you got to see this movie or whatever. And this is the first time I've ever like became like in college. I mean, not college. In high school in 2003, um, in my philosophy class, we had the books for The Matrix. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, uh, like we had Into the Matrix books. uh, Like we had a philosophy about it because I went to a Catholic school or whatever. So it was like parallels between that and religion. Um, but is he first time I ever watched intensely the 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 extra footage and the I had the book the making okay, yeah, of book yeah, yeah. because the thing is you realize like the colors like the fact that like the I Matrix mean, has that green tint yeah. the other one has the blue tint like when you see the white like it's just so many little details and my thing is like you said like that I keep trying to look it up right now maybe a month ago there was a I don't remember what article it was an article about the matrix and about just how hard it was to get to make it right and i was like man it's so intense because like hearing them pitch it and the fact that they only made this for 63 million dollars is like how 63 million how it's like they did so much because they even talked about like which a hard time was getting a lot of the actors which because the actors time is had what to, you think it's like probably like 90 million maybe Maybe, maybe that's 90. still like maybe ninety. To think about like Avengers Endgame is probably was probably like two hundred eighty or oh, yeah. something like oh, yeah. that. The new Endgame got to be close to three without yeah. marketing. But this is crazy because yeah. they were like actors had to commit to training, which is one of the first times people right. had to commit to like fight training. Right, they had to do it. Yeah, I. It, I mean, and they're all those scenes are incredible. I mean it. And the thing is so crazy is I don't think when they hired Keanu, they knew he had such a love of like Kung Fu and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, even after this, he did like, uh, what was it? I mean, one of them was a bomb. Uh, was it Ronin or Seven Ronin? Something yeah, like 47 that. 47 Ronin. 47 yeah. Ronin, like, which wasn't good. But even watching him now at 54 or something like right. that, doing John Wick I and mean, still is like, John Wick is awesome. it's insane. It's, it's, this is great. This, I, yeah. which, this movie is Great. My only worry is about doing this podcast is that now I know John's a huge fan. It's like I, James, you got to you got to be right in because there's so many weird facts and things you could talk about with this movie. No, yeah, like, we'll go it's through. Fine. But I think that the other thing that the green, we got time, the green got time. means shit. It's just a lo- like like there is an element of of luck, right? Like I do like there's a part of me that wonders who knows. The, all of those actors are great. Sandra Bullock is great. Will Smith is great. Who knows what would have happened? Maybe it still would have been great. Another great thing, just different from the one that we had, but. There is something, and I and people have said this, not a new thought, but there is something about the fact that Keanu sometimes like the way that he emotes is a little strange. Like yeah. there's a little he's bit a little like clueless. It's a little clueless. It, yeah. it feels like he's learning like yeah, how yeah. to do it. And it's like for this movie, it's freaking perfect. Because yeah. <laughs> he's never the thing that's so cool about it is they're saying like he's never ahead of the audience. So the audience is literally at the same level he's he is. Such the a great time. um yeah, because that's what he he's operating yeah. as just this just a regular like, dude. Yeah, this doorway, this entryway for for the audience, and so I mean, first of all, one of the greatest opening scenes of all time. Like oh I, oh my goodness, I, I, like action wise, right? Like oh my goodness, and it starts off with with a woman, which yep. I think is really cool. Yep. And I, again, obviously knowing the Wachowskis now, you know, like they were they were probably super like progressive even mm-hmm. then I'm, and working in the confines of the studio system i mean i'm reading this one article right now which i haven't finished but it talks about how like um 
uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where did it go? It talks about how like this movie, if you look at certain things um, coming from trans culture, it actually shows like how progressive it was. Like what right. you're saying is like right because Trinity had short hair. Yeah, you know what I mean. And she's like fight uh, not uh, overly sexualized in any not way. Not really overly sexualized. Like yeah, she her, like full kind. Of, I mean, it's leather. Like there was a lot of like black kind of leather kind of stuff in this movie, but like that was that was just that that 1990 kind of vibe of like sleek and cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's amazing because it's like just her like up there, like you have these police coming uh, like and and you have the dude like being like, oh, well, he's like, ah, we could take care of like one little girl. And he's like, <laughs> Sergeant, your men are already dead. <laughs> yo, his voice, his voice in this movie. First off, yo, Hugo Weaver. Like, like, oh, damn. Yo, Hugo, first off. And the thing is, when you see her at this point, she has done like. She is pinned against the wall looking scared. You know what I mean? Yeah, with her hands around her, her hands. hair, with people like pointing guns at yeah, her. Yeah, like she like And you're she, like, huh? And dog, is it thing it, it is so funny because instantly you get the slow motion. The first oh it's one of the first things. The oh first thing is this bullet time. It's like her jumping in midair and freezing, and then the camera three sixing around her. And think of like everybody does it now, so so now it's like it's like, yeah, like that's cool action. Yeah. But like then it was like the first time. I just can't. I I can't imagine like people being like, "What do you like?" like they holy showed it. crap. Because I saw this. I didn't see this in theaters. I saw it when people were like, "Oh, you have to watch it. It's great." And I saw uh, it on DVD. And like, and I remember the first time. I remember watching it and being like, "This movie's incredible." Like, why didn't I hear more about this? Uh, like, is it? Like, uh, I don't understand. It's funny because they, if you watch the DVD and like the behind the scenes, it's like now obviously you don't need as many cameras as they did. Mm-hmm. But could you imagine being on set and being like, hey man, I know you usually shoot a movie with like two, maybe three cameras, but I need 20. It's like, wait, what? what? Right. Like, yeah, so I'm going to put, put, put you, I'm going to put the actor in the middle and we're just going to shoot in a circle around him so I can slow him down and make him freeze in air. What the fuck well, are you the, how the cameras are gonna see each other? No, no, no. no so we're gonna no, use. Yeah, yeah, it's like no, we got that's, reflect. That's yeah. The, yeah, it's like, could you imagine like the breakdown of what they're talking? Like that shit sounds right. insane. <laughs> it's like no, but how did I go? Trust me, they're gonna be in the sky. We're gonna just shoot right, up right, right. Gonna, yeah, yeah. They we're gonna use some wires sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like they won't shoot at the same time. The camera's gonna like go in like a domino. So like we'll see it in like. Oh my it sounds God. insane. It does sound insane. Oh, and then we got to have the actors come for like eight months to train how to fight. Yeah, they need to really know how to fight. Yeah. We don't want stunt doubles. We yeah, wanna... yeah, we, we want to see. We want to see wide shots. We want to choreograph these fight scenes. They have to be able to do a split. <laughs> Could you imagine being like James? Like. I, like I'm, I'm a 30 year old man. Like, I, I'm not yeah, that flexible. Yeah, and could you imagine being in your 30s and be like, okay? I'm even looking at um, Lawrence Fishburne in here. And I'm like, yo, yeah. Lawrence is fighting. Like, you fighting. Know, Lawrence is fighting fights. Oh man, it's th- this fight scene is so crazy because not only does she like win so quickly, yeah, kicks the chair, d- 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 runs on the wall, you know, shoots but, the guy, does the. F- but know. it's so cool because you realize like when she does. It, it lets you know that this world is the world we live in, but it's different immediately. Mm-hmm. When she's running from the agent and she jumps from the building, right. it's like, we now know this building, everyone can't get right. across. You well, like, I mean? again, again, if you if you have no idea, here's the other thing. When the key's like, your men are already dead, that just sounds like a cool line to say, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In a generic action movie, that's just a cool line to say. Later on, you realize, no. He actually knew that they yeah. were all dead because he has the ability yeah. to just jump into the bodies yeah. of other people. Yeah. So he couldn't do that. So he knew they were all dead. Yeah. You're like, I can't you know get there. I, mean? I can't get there yet. Like it's it's like, no, no, no. Like that was a very specific line that actually had a meaning to it. They so then they're running. You have all these agents running. She's like, there are agents here. Oh crap. Okay. So she, and we're like, who, who are agents? Like there's just yeah. nameless agents. They're yeah. running. Yeah. And then when we get to the part where she jumps. 
And then, and then the other agent jumps and does the same thing. And then the cops who are all chasing her this whole time just go, that's impossible. Like, that's, yeah. like, that's you can't do that. And then she dives through the window and then brings the guns Yo, out. No, when she dies through the window and brings the guns out. Like, fire. <laughs> also, one thing I noticed. And then, get up, Trinity. Get up. Do you, do you notice that in all three movies, the agents are never people of color? Yes. And I think that was intentional. They're all white dudes. All white men. All white dudes. I, I, I think that's very, I think that was very and, intentional. And, and, and in season, not season, and in the second one, the upgraded ones are even bigger. It's right. like, except for Agent Smith, it's like, upgrades. Like, right. these are now big ass right, dudes. Right, right. I always noticed that. I was like, oh, there are never people of color as, and also even when you get to, oh my God, it's so, when we get to, sorry, yeah, all right, there's a lot. So, they, they, they talk about race in here and it's so subtle mm-hmm. when they talk about Zion and the people who, when we see the people who were born free. Right. The people who were born free for the most part are the black people. It's right. crazy. We, and they're like kind of mi- like, mi- or, well, I guess they were both uh, brothers, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of, but you get this and all of a sudden, um, uh, this is the thing. And also you realize that they're trying to kill her, not capture her. Because no, trying to kill when her. she runs to the, to the, uh, to the phone, phone booth. booth. Yo, Agent Smith has a fucking tractor trailer and is about to yeah, smash her into a wall. Her truck. Yeah. And then she just, dis- but we don't, all we see is, we don't see her disappear. Yeah. We just see the the, the thing tra- crash there and then she's not there. And then they're like, oh, she escaped. And, and then, then that's it. And it. then we go into the Matrix. And then, and then we, like, that's the opening. Yeah. That's the cold open. Yeah. And then we go into the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> that shit is so cool. That and then is- it's just Neo on his freaking computer, like waking up, like, wake up, Neo. <laughs> yeah. Wake up, Neo. Uh, knock, knock. <laughs> Yo. Um, Follow the white rabbit, man. And it's so cool because even this, and I know they have this love of like Alice in Wonderland, but it's like, yo, you literally figured out a cool way to put an O to Alice in Wonderland mm-hmm. in here and just literally like, yo, we're going to say follow the white rabbit. Right. And they they reference the rabbit hole like three or four times in this yeah. movie. And it's... Well, uh, right. And the idea of like you discovering this world that you couldn't have unless you uh, expand your mind. Yeah. Right? Uh, and... For me, watching this again, especially now, I mean, like that movie was great in its time. How many movies have we reviewed and we look back and we're like, oh, it's it has a constant problematic yeah, stuff. Yeah. I don't know about this. I don't know yeah. about that. This movie seems to me more brilliant now than it even was then because now a lot of us like we're talking about being woke. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. Think of replace the Matrix with woke. It's like what is woke, right? And like the idea that like the whole once you're woke, you can't become unwoke like yeah. you just know the things and then you realize that there are people around you who like you are trying to wake up but until they wake up they're potentially dangerous to you right. the, the you movie know what I mean? is a prelude to where we are right now the whole movie is about hey man you seen it with two eyes you need that third you know what i mean it's like literally I mean, is exactly what you said no it's, like, it's true it's like literally it's like hey we know you've been living in this crowded i mean this cloud of work and it's also very interesting and you know something's wrong when you get the cipher who is a white dude he sees the world changing. He sees the world for what it is, and he doesn't want any part of it. He's like, Not I like, want to go back. He wants to live in ignorance. I want to go back. Because what he says is, I was happier in that. I was happy. My life that. wasn't changing that. Now all I see, what does he say? Uh, I'm stuck on this ship. I just do what they tell me right. to do. And all he sees is like dirt or whatever. I was like, right. yeah, bro. You see? Because, yeah. He, see, he sees, the, man, this is too deep. All right. All right. Wait. All right. So Neo's there. He gives the guy the thing. And he sees the one with the white rabbit, and he's like, "All right, I'll come I'll with y'all." He have the scene with Trinity. He goes to the nightclub. Music is crazy. Music is so techno heavy. I mean, this is straight up cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, James, you ever listen to cyberpunk music? I feel like James is like one of those steampunk kind of dudes on the low. You how is I mean? that? How How is that? How you actually? 
There's no way that was a real thought you have. It is. Hear me out. Hear me there, out. Gerard, there's, have, there's literally no way you because actually Because I feel that like that's... if you love you love sci-fi and time travel, and some and for me to some reason, <laughs> sci-fi, especially time travel, is always steeped in like uh steampunk for some reason. Like the machine always looks kind of funky, like a bunch of metal pieces. They always yes, have rock is. music in it. It's yes, like even true. Terminator. Terminator is literally like the first one for sure. Like leather. Like the motorcycle, the machine, like the ball. It's yes, like it feels true. very, yes. you know. James, it's okay, man. I like cyberpunk. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, cyberpunk I, Batman? I don't. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, uh, no, I was never into it. But that's, Ste- that. you know, that's how this scene starts. Steampunk. Yeah, then they go to the club. And then how, do, how, does, how, do, how does this scene end? Like, does she just leave? Yeah, well, basically she tells him, she's like, uh, you know, she talks about like you know the question that's always been on your mind: what is the Matrix? Mm. Uh, and then she talks about Morpheus, um, and I think she like she I don't I don't know if she get does she give him anything? I thought she might have, but he doesn't get the phone until the phone gets delivered the next day. Right. I think the I think like the idea was like they were supposed to just meet and like connect, and they were they weren't going to. Um, they weren't going to try to pull him out yet. They were going to like try to do it a little bit longer. Cause on the scene with the phone, he was like, he was like, I don't, I hate to do this, but like they've left me no choice. They're coming for you like right now. Yeah. You know, question. Do we think if Will Smith or another person of color would have got this movie, we would have um, Lawrence Fishburne in it. Like, could this, I hope so. But the, but Will Smith said, no, he doesn't think so. He thinks that they would have, the studio would have forced it to be like a black person, a white person. That, that I think I think the Wachowskis would have been fine with it, but the studio would have been like, nah, you can't just have black people in this movie because it'll just be a black movie. I do think that probably is true. So they were like, it All looks right. like it looks like they like Gary Oldman was considered for the part, Val Kilmer and Samuel Jackson. For for oh, yeah, probably not. They probably yeah, they probably would have mixed I imagine they would have mixed it up if I think they would have mixed it. I think Will Smith said if he was Neo, then Val Kilmer would have been yes, Morpheus, that's um, which would have been weird. I mean, but the thing is, like I said, it's yeah. like we can't. It's hard to imagine what that world would have been like. I do think they wanted they were going to have that diversity, but I know a lot of people sometimes like they talk about either Morpheus or the Oracle as like the magical Negro. But I was like, well, there's more. Like I was like, the only reason I don't think that's true is because like there are more black people in this movie now. I know Neo is the main main character, yeah. but you—it's not just Morpheus and the Oracle. It's like you have Morpheus, you have the Oracle, you have Tank, you have Dozer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you have Apache uh, uh, or oh yeah. yeah, he's um or Apoc, sorry, Apoc, Apoc, who you know is also a person of color. And then you have like a like two women, and then one of the women. I mean, Trinity has short hair, and the other woman also has short mm-hmm. hair. And like again, it's like a little bit gender bending, right? Yeah. Like they're like also when you get later on into well. I mean, obviously, yeah, as you were saying. In other movies, it's like the architect is a white dude who's also explaining a lot and trying to help and do whatever. So it's like the yeah. movie's just populated with just people. Right. And but in terms Neo's of the archetype, color, so. though, like the archetype, I mean, I feel like the Oracle probably fits it more than Morpheus does. Yeah. But, yes, yes. Because um, it's a wise black woman. Because she's literally yeah. magic, but, um, but also gives <laughs> him like wise advice that he needs to like interpret and, you know, it, it right. builds him up. Right. And I mean the the only kind of caveat being that 
that oracle also gave advice to Morpheus and also gave advice to Trinity. Yeah. You know, like to everybody, yeah. Gave advice to everybody. But you're right in terms of I think just for the dynamics of the scene, as it as a viewing audience, it makes more sense for us to see a black woman being giving out wisdom. It's like that yeah. feels like comforting to us for some reason. I guess there's something about this movie that that something I I feel like we talk about a lot normalizing like people of color. And it's so interesting because Yes, Keanu Reeves is a person of color, but visually speaking, he's more white assuming. And it's so interesting that at this time, yeah, we know Will Smith was up for Neo, but it's this person needed to be an average Joe. Right. You know what I mean? And I love Will Smith, but Will Smith does not come off as average in any way, shape, or mm-hmm. form. You know what I mean? And in my mind, I'm like, what black person at this time existed in Hollywood that is making I'm just the clueless computer dude type movies or like just an average human, an average, average American, right? And I'm like, I can't think of any. But now I was thinking of right now and I'm like, honestly, right now, I can't think of black actors who can just be the average everyday default American, you know what I mean? Who isn't like the super buff one, who isn't super tall, who isn't super like confident, who's just like, like the blank canvas, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, I can't think of a guy or woman now who can do that. Well, who is allowed? There to was do this that. dude who started in a How to Be Single called Jonathan Braylock, and I'm just saying if if Hollywood needs it, you know. Are you looking at Are you looking at your IMDb right I'm now? Uh, <laughs> are you looking at you, James? James, as he's as he's saying that, I see him pull up his phone, and my gut tells me he was just looking up his IMDb. I'm just saying I'm here. I'm here for it. You know, James. I just watched my man pitch himself and look up his IMDb. Why is he looking up his own IMDb? Because it's John. It's John, and he, yeah, I think and he right hasn't now? said uh, he he hasn't What's told it, me. What that does I, it do for the? What does that do James, for the moment? He hasn't <laughs> said I'm wrong yet. He put his phone down, but he has not said I'm wrong. I'm just saying, if you need somebody, you know, within a certain star meter, I, we're gonna look up the star <laughs> meter. <and see. laughs> okay. Oh my goodness! Anyway, what are we talking right. about in the movie? In the context of the movie, what are we talking about? Where are we at now? <laughs> Yo, in, uh, yeah, in the context. Well, of the we movie. jumped to the Oracle, but like we should talk about. I mean, like you know, he gets the phone. I mean, that that's an iconic scene where he opens up the he opens up the envelope. He he drops the phone into his hand, and then immediately as the phone lands in his hand, it starts right. ringing, and he's like, "Whoa!" And yeah. you're like, "That's kind of cool." Yeah. Uh, he hides. He doesn't want to go in. He doesn't want to take the leap of faith. Which is so cool to he me. He denies the call. I love that. I love that he's like, because nah. again, that's very average. It's yeah. like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing this. I can't. If, if he was like, and I love that he's slowly he progressing to believe yeah, it. Yeah, he doesn't believe it enough yet. Yeah. He has, well, he, he has, has nothing, there's nothing to believe at this point. Right. He doesn't Just know. They haven't even told him, like, he doesn't know what's going on at all. Like, right. He just knows that there are people after him. He doesn't know why, but he's, and like, he's like, I'm not risking my life to just. You're like, I'll figure this out, whatever. It's yeah, because if he would have, and, and they do say, he does say there are two ways out of the room. You either go in their custody or you go down here. I'll just leave it up to you. Like, had he had he tried to to climb into the thing and fallen, he would have just died. Like, he wouldn't have, nothing would have. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, of like, course, Morpheus he, had thinks he fallen because he, he was so have. scared, which he was. Right. And so, c- could have fallen, he would have died. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. And when you look at it, you're like, I wouldn't have done that either. What? <laughs> Go out on yeah. that ledge? No, it looked so scary. Um, I wouldn't have even gone out the window. I mean, the fact that he went out the window, was, I was like, damn, that you yeah, took that's, a bigger, that's faith so wild. Um, and so he goes in there in handcuffs. We have an incredible, I mean, guys, Hugo Weaving. 
Voice is awesome, by the way. My man was acting. My dream is to just have one role like that where you get to just. How cool is he? Like, he's just like delivering these lines so methodically, like a robot. Yeah. But also with some type of emotion. With a little of emotion, a little anger, a little uh, resentment. Which is the beauty of it because I'm like, that is so hard because he has to be robotic, but you have to see that it's. You have to see that he's different than the rest of them. You know what I mean? Because he can't control this little bit of emotion. On the one hand, you are an upstanding citizen, have a job at a well respected company, you pay your taxes. I hate the voice. I hate it. Help your landlady take out her garbage. Uh, (laughs) Let me tell you the scary part about this scene. The scary part about the scene was like, uh, uh, I want my phone call, right? And he's like, who you gonna call if you can't speak? You can't speak. And like the fact that his the fact that they slowly show his mouth close up. Yeah, when he tries to open his mouth, that part is like, no, why? Like they ain't need to do that. (laughs) That used to scare me when I was younger. (laughs) It's a it's straight from a horror scene. (laughs) That and the thing going in his belly butt freaks me. And they and they they take their time doing both. They show his mouth fully Mm -hmm. um, closed, and they show like the thing go all the way down. Like you see the little till the tail just vanishes. Oh. Hollywood is shut down. All production has stopped and funding for new projects is tough to come by. There has never been a better time to talk through the entertainment industry's issues and try to reimagine Hollywood. And that's what Hollywood the Sequel, a new podcast from LAS Studios, will be doing. Listen as journalist John Horn talks to some of the most important and up-and-coming actors, producers, and directors about what we can expect the future of Hollywood to look like. And more importantly, how it should look. Will there be greater representation for women, for people of color? Will there be a return to the small and intimate movie? Will there be a permanent shift towards streaming and away from movie theaters? Are YouTube, TikTok, and podcasts reshaping the media landscape once and for all? Can movie theaters rebound from shutdown with streaming and social distances as a norm? As Hollywood the sequels ask these questions and more, this limited-run series will spark an ongoing conversation about how to use the current crisis as an opportunity to fix the entertainment industry's fault lines. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive Hollywood the sequel trailer. Available June 23rd. Download Hollywood the sequel for free at laist.com slash Hollywood the sequel or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's L-A-I-S-T dot com slash Hollywood the sequel. Hey there, Forever Dog listeners. This is Rhea Butcher, a host of Three Swings, a podcast about baseball and other things available right here on this very network. For as long as I can remember, I have had a love-hate relationship with the game of baseball. More love than hate, but you know, it's a sport that brings me so much joy and it's impossible to imagine my life without it. I have countless memories of watching the sport, playing the sport, swearing at the sport, watching the sport some more. But like everything else in America, being a fan of baseball is not that simple. There's also a lot that I dislike about baseball. The persistence of racist mascots, the fact that violent domestic abusers continue to thrive in the major leagues, the wall streeting of professional baseball, the list goes on and on. So I wanted to make a podcast where I could talk freely about both of these things what makes baseball great, and what makes it terrible. And in doing so, I usually find myself talking about more than just baseball. 
race, gender, capitalism, mental health, stories from my life, stories from the road. And that's what Three Swings is all about. It's a baseball podcast about life. It's a life podcast about baseball. It's got something for diehard baseball fans, for new fans, and even for those of you who know absolutely nothing about the game, but are hearing this ad and saying, hey, that sounds interesting. It's for you too, my friend. We've got a bunch of back catalog episodes for you to browse through, and new episodes come out every Friday right here on the Forever Dog Podcast Network. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to also follow us on at 3 Pod on Twitter and Instagram for all the latest updates. First off, $63 million is so many special effects. How do they do this? Yeah, they pull in some favors, I guess. How do they know. do this, man? They, uh, I don't know, man. I think it was 10 months of special effects. I remember, I, mean, I got to find an article. I'm going to send it to you guys offline. But it was something crazy where, like, it was almost a year yeah, just man. doing special effects. But see, this is what happens, man. When you start to get woke. Okay, what happens? Government starts coming after you a little bit. No, you ain't wrong, brother. I, 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 am I wrong at all? You ain't wrong, brother. <laughs> you they ain't start, wrong. They, you know, they put a little pressure on you. You know, they, they put a little here, they put all that, and they start tapping you. Start tapping your phones. Mm-hmm. They start looking up what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. I mean... I'm sounding like a conspiracy theorist right now, but literally, the literally we found the we saw the reports from WikiLeaks. The NSA is can access all of our devices. Yep, they listen to conversations. There are things that you Google. If you Google the wrong thing, they'll start paying attention to you. Mm -hmm. And if you are an activist, like a social activist, like a black activist, (laughs) oh bro, everything you do. Oh, oh, they they you know. If you are really involved within within your uh, Muslim community, you know they're going to look at you. One hundred percent, right? One hundred percent. I mean, okay. So anyway, um, uh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> he, they put him in, uh, and then he wakes up and like he screams. He wakes up in his bed. Uh, it's just a dream. Yep. Goes outside, and then does he get the phone call from Morpheus again? Like, how does he get to the car? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So he gets yeah. another phone call. Gets another again, phone call. and then they tell him to meet him at it. At a place, and they're like, they're like, they're like, they don't know how important you are. If they did, you would already be dead. Meet us at this place. They go to that place. You have uh, Apoc and uh, oh, w- Trinity, Trinity, and what's the other woman's name? Uh, Switch. Switch, Switch, yeah, Switch. Also, I love that this is like a very technologically advanced society, but everything looks so like old yeah, cool. and kind of like when they put that thing on their stomach and they're like looking for it, it's moving, it's moving, yeah, and you yeah, see yeah. it bubbling. Yeah, uh, gross. But that machine looks so hawking and so... He's like, oh my God, the thing was real? Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, it was great. But the best part, the most memorable thing I also, remember from this movie... the rain... I mean, how cool is just that shot, though? Like, oh, yeah. the rain coming down when they're like... When he's like, you can go out the car, you know where that door leads. And he like opens the door, he opens the door, and, and Trinity's like, you know where that road leads. Like, you don't want to walk down that road. And he looks down the road, and it's just like this... It's like a city block, like... Yeah. But it's empty, it's raining, and it's just like you see it go down, like... I don't know. It just looks so great. No, I mean, everything looks cool. And again, you know, we still got that green tent. The green tent mm-hmm. is something I can never, ever let go. Uh, and then and then we go to where Morpheus is, man. Right. Sitting in this freaking leather red chair. Yep. Looking dapper as hell. I mean, those glasses. He can Did put you not want to have those glasses when you... Without, without the... Uh, no. <laughs> without no... no James, uh, how those glasses work, though? <laughs> I mean, they clip. They, you know what I'm talking about? They... they, they, they 
perch up on the nose. They perch up on the nose. This shit was so cool. I mean, it looks so cool. And we get the speech. What was there anything significant about the leather? Like it was so much black leather. Does that mean something? Or it meant cool question. as fuck. That's what I, it meant. Yeah. I, I do think it's like I think it's more of a stylistic, like uh futuristic kind of choice. Mm. Like um you know, they say your clothes in the Matrix are a projection of like your ideal self, and I think the the thing was like in 1999, all of them thought that they were like their 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 projected Matrix selves are like look they look really cool. cool, they look really awesome, you know, and like that's kind of the thing that was the style then. It still kind of looks freaking cool. I must say, I I still wear clothes that look. I mean, Matrix-y. dude, <laughs> the shot with them, the shot where they like all go to the Matrix together for the first time and it's like oh, ringing yeah. around the thing. Oh, that's so dope. And then you see them all like kind of posed. I was oh, like, so it, this looks so awesome. So stylistic, man. Oh my God. I mean, they probably storyboarded every single shot. So much thought and effort was put into this film. They had to, every single shot. And, and I was reading, they, they, yeah, every fight scene thing, everything before they even shot it, before they even got the movie greenlit, they already had it pre-choreographed. I think they sit in their heads and it's like, God, how do you have a foresight to do that? Right. And when he's saying, he was like, he was like, what is the Matrix? The Matrix is all around us. It's like here. It's like, you know what I mean? Uh, it's like, it's like everywhere, which makes sense. Again, here's the thing that like, I, I really, one day I'm like, I'm like, can I do something this brilliant where it both makes sense within the logic of the world that you're building? Like it, when he's saying the Matrix is all around us, it's like, yeah, because they're living in a computer. Mm. The Matrix is all around them. And then it has this other meaning, the metaphor and the allegory that it's talking about of like the systems of control that control us are all around us, actually. Mm. Like metaphysically, they're all they're around us. Like the idea, the concept of racism, the concept of you know, uh, income inequality. They're like baked into the systems, all the different things that we do, the things that we like watch and consume. They're like literally all around us. And like, it's only until you realize that what it is that you can start to differentiate. Until you become woke. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Until you become woke. I'm saying though. <sighs> the, only thing, the only hard part, and it's so funny. <laughs> It's so funny because the hardest part about being like socially conscious is that it's the biggest thing in this movie is you can't go back. You can't go back. And you it does ruin things back. a little bit. It ruins. How many times have we talked about movies that were ruined on this podcast? We're like, oh, it, we're like, we're, we, we can't we can't just sit down and enjoy this dumb movie. No, it's like, no, How, I, it's problematic. Jiraz, I mean, James has gotten so mad at us. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like yeah, prob- it's like, yo, this movie sucks now. It's like, ah, I hate this. But like in this movie, like, I listen to me. I still be liking them though. <laughs> you still be liking them. I love the like shot. Them. You know what I'm talking about. I know you still like him, James. I love the shot when he holds out the scene. No, 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 no. That fried chicken. No, I'm not. No, that's sorry, not a good sorry, scene. Sorry. Oh, man. The shot. I, no, James. I, how do I eat? How? What is it? <laughs> how am I supposed to eat this? Stop. I hate this. <laughs> I hate that scene. I what shot are you about to talk about? <laughs> what what do you do with the bones? I hate that. I, hate <laughs> I just love the shot from. The camera when it shows uh, Morpheus' glasses, mm. and he has the, the red reflection. pill and then the blue pill. Oh, God, yeah. I was like, yeah, they oh, do a bunch God. of those. Like, like the the reflectiveness of his glasses are it's like they really use that a lot, and it's so cool. Like the shot. This is obviously skipping past this part, but when he's um, when he sees the agent uh, in the training program. And just in the in the reflection, we can see the agent still uh, with his gun trained yeah. on him. Oh, it's so yep. cool. 
Yeah, man. It was so something cool. cool about this. He takes the pill and the mirror just was shattered, fixes, and it touches it. It starts happening. He's like talking. Yeah. And then it's like, oh wait. <laughs> he's going and he's like and he's going in the shop. So they're trying we to don't like, have a they're trying to locate him in the real world. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. <laughs> I mean, and you think about it, it's like we always say this like um it's just sometimes and I know when I go to work, it's like in the morning, you just feel like a like a like a cog. It's just so many people, everyone's walking in the same direction. It's like it's just tons of people. If someone stops, it stops everything, you know, going up the steps of the subway. So to see the fields mm-hmm. of humans. I mean, how scary is it? It's like what a terrifying image to see. It's like we're all they're they're all slaves. Like they're all just batteries. They're all just being used as a part of this machine. And people who die are being fed back to you. And the people who die are being fed back to you. Oh my goodness. When people what happens in our society? What did they do to MLK? How did they re they they fed him back into us so so that he was complacent and that he, he became a thing for us. So that we can go, oh, okay, and then, hey, 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 don't start acting up. Remember MLK? Mm. Remember what he did? He was nice and, you know, he said kumbaya. He said love your neighbor, turn the other cheek. So you got to do that. And you, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. It's, 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 oh, okay, yeah, right, right. Because right. what we say all the time, it's like <laughs> when you think about like social activism, you need someone who, quote unquote, will take a bullet because they will be giving up everything, their yeah. privacy, their life. Like, right. They, I mean- when I, and then what I, I guess and and so and just so people understand, like I, I'm not I'm not saying that is who MLK was, right? Like the idea is that they take figures, they take events, they take moments that happen in history, they take the dead, the memory of the dead, and they use that to the system's advantage, so that you don't actually wake up. You don't actually. It's like there's enough give and take in the system, so that you can do their thing, and then if the system kind of uses whatever it it can to feed it back in, you know what I mean? Like, and so it still becomes part of the system in some way. You know, we have the idea, we have the notion of progress, and not saying that there hasn't been progress. Of course, there is, but they use the past progress to be like, oh, to stop the progress from happening today. And it's just crazy. It's like, it really is. I'm like, I know I'm going really deep with this, but like, no, man, it, I really do think it's that deep. Like the, he wakes up, you know, I mean like what a cool sequence of like him, like getting the freaking things bolted out of him and he gets, you know, caught by the, the claw. It's like bringing him up. He's like completely naked. Like, and it sucks know, him back in, sucks him back in. Uh, and he's like, why are my eyes so blurry? And he's like, you've never used them before. <laughs> Which is crazy. <laughs> Such a cool line. And his body has paralysis. <laughs> he has all the nails yeah. in him. Because <laughs> like he has, he has not done he's never, anything. He's never done actually done anything. It's just been his mind. Um, uh, you know, we start to learn the rules of the Matrix a little bit when he's like waking up. Uh, or the, the history of the world, you know. Which to me, and I think this is the part that got too heady. I'm like, man, if this was real. We'd never know. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, like, that's the other uh, a sign of a great movie is that p- it, people are so invested in the story that they're like, oh, well, maybe we literally are living in the Matrix. And they they made the movie The Matrix to throw us off the scent of the fact that we're living in the Matrix. Yo, I'll tell you this. <laughs> I be having deja vu all the time. It is actually quite scary. Yeah, I mean, it's because they keep changing things. Hey, man, stop, dude. Stop, stop. I'm re- I, yo, I remember... Oh, I don't think I ever told you this, James. So... I think people know, but James and I used to live together. And I remember James was watching. It's a show that I did make fun of you for. Sorry. It was like the one with the dinosaurs, James. What was it called? 
It was on like Prime Netflix. Evil. Yo, Prime I evil. to this to this day, to this day, I remember a conversation that I feel like we had maybe twice. And it's and it was the same as that conversation. I remember the first time we had it, I was like, oh, I feel like I've had this conversation before. And I feel like the conversation happened again. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I had this conversation before. And I'm like, yeah. yo, is yo, it is, it is when that shit well, happens, it is. Because such we've a had thing. that conversation a lot. <laughs> the reason you feel that is because we've we've had that conversation a lot. Hey man, maybe we didn't, James. Maybe it was just a You once. try to get to the bottom of why I watch certain shit a lot. <laughs> Maybe it was something else, James. Maybe it's, that's what the, that's what they want you to think, James. Oh, you know okay, I, mean? I see. No, I get it. Maybe, maybe it was only one time, but we keep replaying the same moments in life. Yeah, maybe we you never had it at all. Maybe. But what's so cool about this movie, oh, though, is God. that once you once you have that and you start learning about it, you learn about how... This is something I think about quite often. It's like, I, I kind of do think that humans' progression in trying to fix things and make life easier may end up doing us in, in the long run, like... You know, the ev- the evolution of AI, you know, and it's like AI is supposed to be there to help you. Then AI realized that, oh, the thing that would save this planet, would save this, this world, right. is to stop humans because humans are doing the most damage right. to it, you know? And the thing is, in almost every movie, humans are the ones oh, who the, do right. the biggest, like, they torch the sky, you know? Right, he says, we don't know who struck first, the, them or us, but we do know it's us who torched the sky. The idea being that they all ran off of solar energy and that if we blocked out the sun that it would hurt them which is such an interesting thing though it's like it feels like a very human or i should actually even say a very patriarchal ruled world in which the idea of the only way to hurt your enemies is to hurt is to like do something that also hurts you mm-hmm. right like war right like that's really kind of what war is it's like we're going to sacrifice some of our lives to kill you so that you cannot hurt us mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, this idea that they thought, well, we nuke the sky and then we'll go underground uh, and they'll have to die. But then it just actually, that wound up not only being bad for them ecologically, yeah. Yeah. but also then the robots were like, well, the only energy we have is you now. Now, yeah. now we have a real reason to hunt you down, you know? I that, mean, that's one thing I would love to see. I would love to see, oh my gosh, let my mother jinx it. I would love to see that fallout. I would love to see the turn of the century. And like what actually happens between that? I know they did that in some of the Animatrix movies. Yeah, it's never good. Bit. It's never gonna yeah. be good. Yeah, like you know, you, that's the thing. That's the thing that you should always be imagining, and you should never see because it will never be good. It's <laughs> like, true. I mean, like, the Terminator failed miserably at it. Yeah, they tried so hard to do it. Well, and they, but the like, thing is, they did. The, the thing is, they didn't. They also just didn't do it. Like they were yeah. like, instead of doing, <laughs> instead of doing John Connor's rise to power, let's just show this weird middle sequence. Like it was so let's weird. Let's show yet another weird time that like doesn't. The t- this time also doesn't matter, but it's in the post-apocalyptic part. But but, but even it the don't. start, <laughs> right? Like even like T three, which was supposed to be the start of the war. It was. It felt so unsatisfying. Well, it's like yeah, to me, like, the last do, five if, minutes if of T three are fantastic. <laughs> what happens at the end of T three? No, I mean, well, because at the end of T three, at the end of T three, it's like they are the fulfilling the prophecy, but yeah. they think that they're doing the other thing, which is what the other movies were. You know, they just basically just right. do the thing that the other movies were doing, uh, which is. But you don't think that they're doing it, which is what is fun about it. See, I think they always they always keep talking about like doing something else, like a series with the Matrix. And I'm like, man, if you did if you did a series that was three seasons, mm. okay, season one, season one is like 
when AI is created, when things kind of start going south, end of season one, oh, AI is like, fuck humans. <laughs> season season two yeah. is like, oh, AI is starting to take over. Humans are like, gun, like trying to figure out what to do. And right. season three is the war, and it just ends with the robots winning, basically. I'm like, you can... You can get it because you have enough time and space to let things breathe. Yeah. I mean, it would be again, fun. Like, yeah. I would watch I that. Know. I would watch that. Like, I was saying at the top of this that I, like, have trouble watching the Matrix movies now because it's because the whole point of them is, like, that this cycle continues and it, keep, and it keeps going on. So, like, with each one, it, like, makes the last one not matter. Each, each new one makes the one that came before it not matter nearly as much. And so I struggle watching that. But I think that that show that you just outlined would be really fun and like this sh- the show ending with like the first one happening but like it somehow but it but us knowing as viewers like oh this is also a thing that's orchestrated by the, the robot uh, yeah. robot that would be so cool <laughs> like that would i would love to watch that i think i think it would be hard for people because because uh um there would be no kung fu because, like, again, that right. doesn't happen until you get in the matrix. So at the end of the day, you have like, a yeah, but well, people that's like why love that's Walking why I, Dead and like that is, you know, it's ho- it's hopeless and bleak. Right. Walking Dead is yeah. has been hopeless and bleak for seven of their how many seasons is it? are they on season seven now? So but, like for five I know, but it of started, their, it, <laughs> I mean, the the show is a lot less watched now than it was at its like peak. Yeah. Because of that, I think too. Right. Like at a certain point, people were like, "All right." Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with Game of Thrones. It was like, it's like, I mean, we're all gonna watch the end because, of course. But yeah, like, it, yeah. I feel like everyone. I feel like a lot of people felt that like letdown of like, well, now you're killing so many people that we actually stopped caring about the characters. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, the the I the Matrix Revolutions. I I remember not liking as much, even though on a philosophical level, it's really it's really interesting and actually even maybe even more interesting. You like it's crucified with it, and they hold them up like eh. yeah. But on yeah. a on a action level, it was less satisfying because and Reloaded was like this a little bit, but not as much, but a little bit because it was like well, we know he can stop bullets and he can like do everything, so it's like. It kind of like all the other stuff kind of becomes pointless. Like this movie is perfect because he's like he keeps building up to it. Like he can't do anything at first, Mm -hmm. and we're like learning. We're like you know the first scene with him fighting Morpheus Uh, is so cool, dude. And it's so cool seeing him actually. I mean, look, I know kung fu. When they start talking about when they start doing drunken fighting and they start doing crane um, poses, it's like yo. And the thing is, uh, it's wide shots. It is wide shots. It's not quick cuts. Is wide. It's it's wide shots and close. Like that. That's the that's the beauty of like all of the training and everything because they can they they are they're wide and then they push in and then they're wide again and it's always them. It It never it never is not them. Like uh, and Keanu Reeves's journey. Well, I should say Neo's journey from like from the first fight to the last fight that he's having with him even is so fun to watch. Like his sort of like all of the energy he's putting into every punch versus right. like then then when he's doing less like that's so fun and that's even that's even pre you think that's air you're breathing now like right like right <laughs> it's yeah so cool. like well he like because he's like he's like getting hit and he's like he's like good uh you know like the first morpheus gives him a compliment at first he's like he's like very good uh uh improvisation blah blah what you lack it's not your technique <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like now stop doing yada yada stop holding yourself back 
and just hit me. Yeah, yeah. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. Well, he has the, and yeah, he has the, of course, like he jumps over him. He gets like, Morpheus just follows. Him. It's like, it looks so cool to us. And it's like, see, he just ran up a beam and flipped yeah. over this dude. And Morpheus just looks at him and just like kicks him. Yeah, and that's it. Throws him. And then he's just like, he's like, uh, why did I beat you? You're too fast. You think my, you think my speed? Oh, my, my speed muscle, strength. Yeah. Might have anything to do with this place? You think that's air you're breathing right now? And he stands up, <laughs> and he stands up, and he goes. And the thing I love about this I is mean, that it doesn't a, just end. God, what a freaking line, man! And it's like, again, yeah. You know, oh, <laughs> could you imagine how cool it'd be to train for something like that? <sighs> and he stops, and he stops, thinks about it, and just stands up. Guys, if we could ever deliver a line that freaking cool, yeah, could you imagine filming something this cool though? Like the whole process I mean, of it to train to fight for that long. Dog. I mean, incredible. And again, baked and layered with so much because, you know, what it what happens like in systems of oppression, people believe less of themselves. So Mm. black people literally believed they started to believe the things that they were being told about themselves. They started to believe that they weren't human or that they were lesser than or that they weren't as smart or that they weren't as capable. You know what I mean? All these things that were drilled into us. Right. Mm-hmm. And then certain then people start fighting back. They start trying to wake other people up. But that doesn't always happen. You know, you could try to wake somebody up next to you and they're still stuck in this thing yeah, because they're sweet. like they think they're doing a thing and they, they don't actually realize what's happening. They don't realize all of the unseen uh systemic racism that's happening around them and that's why people are like oh well you know whenever people say well maybe stop talking about it you know and again i there's a part of me i get it i get it i get morgan freeman like going like well if we just stop talking about it it'll fix itself and i'm like he he didn't say it'll fix itself but something basically he said something like when people were like, they, this was a while, this was a couple of years ago, like probably, probably like four, probably like five, six years ago, maybe now. But it, it was something like, how do you think we could stop racism? And he was like, stop talking about it, you know? And the idea, the idea behind that is that um, we've undone it. And then the only thing that's preventing us is living in this uh, idea of victimization. Like people keep saying, they're like, oh, well, if you didn't just victimize yourself, you wouldn't be like this and it's like no 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 we're not victimizing ourselves we've been victimized and we're uh, acknowledging that fact if you acknowledge it then you can overcome it but if you try to pretend like it wasn't happening then the only thing that can happen is the stuff that's happening with neo where he's like he how can he possibly believe that he can fight at the speed that this dude is if he thinks he's limited in the ways that the matrix has told him to be limited you know what i mean yeah uh, and, and so it's like he starts, he gets back, you know, he fights, and then he like gets like one thing and he doesn't actually punch him, but he's like, he stops running from you his know, face. and he's like, oh, okay. And everyone's like, <gasps> I've never seen a person move that fast before. See if you can do the leap of faith. No, yeah. no, no. Is the, the jump next? Is the jump next? Or is yeah, it the yeah, woman yeah. Yeah, the, the jump. jump's yeah. next. Uh, he, he confidently tries to jump, though. He does. He tries and he can't do it. Yeah, nobody, nobody does it the first time. Um, and I do love the woman in red because the woman Whoa. in red thing is very interesting to me because. This situation shows, and this is this is maybe just paranoia in my own life, is I feel like sometimes no, when I'm dealing real. in like news, like when you're dealing news, for instance, I feel like there aren't a lot of black people, for instance, but I've worked at certain places and you'll see an issue. There's a lot, you know, there's a lot of police shootings that happen and it's like talking about how to cover it. Yeah. So to me, it's like this is a metaphor for me where it's like he's in this busy street and all of a sudden if you 
you think this person's on your team, you turn around, this person's got a gun to your head. Right. So I've been in meetings where I'm like, oh, we should do this, we should do this. And I would say why I think it should go. And the person I think is on my side is like, but I, no, why are you making bad white people look bad? I'm like, I'm not trying to make a white person look bad. I'm just saying like, this is a white cop who shot a black dude. Mm-hmm. And this is the history of this black person mm-hmm. and this white cop. And now we're just talking about this black dude. What, had weed on him? Right. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. no one's talking about this dude had an alcohol problem, yeah. but it's still a cop. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, to me, it's like how quickly you mm-hmm. feel safe and like danger can be yeah. right when you're not. You or it feels, attra- it feels attractive. It feels like something that you want to gravitate towards. It's like, oh, that person's different. Because here's the thing about the woman in red. It's like, she's wa- she looks different than everybody else. And she's also walking opposite. Opposite direction, yeah. Opposite direction. So it feels like she's different. And he's like, no, she actually isn't different. This is still the same, and and absolutely, how that ha- this isn't a political podcast, just so you no, know. Yeah, make sure people. Uh, but <laughs> how often does that happen, right, in our society, where like you think somebody's different, like you think this person's kind of on your side, and then you realize, oh no, they're still part of the same system that's trying to keep us down. It's like it, it, sad. it's sad. It is sad. It's sad. You know, and you're attracted to it, but you're like, oh man, you know. Uh, I mean, not to call anybody out specifically, but I will say sometimes with the Democratic Party, you're like, oh, this this person's supposed to be on our side, but like, oh man, they keep... It feels problematic. I don't know. What's going on? Why do they keep supporting these same systems of oppression though? You know, mm-hmm. there's wasn't this person supposed to be on my side? Um, so yeah, man. I mean, it's I love that. I, I, I mean, that was great. You know, and then also again, it still works in the realm of the movie because then you have like Mickey, like little kid, being like, you know, yeah. she, does, she does some other things. You know, <laughs> I know. Like, let me know if you want to meet. Let me know if you want to meet her. If you want to meet her, hey man, like, hey, look, we can't deny our sexual. You know, yeah, let me know <laughs> you want to meet her. Oh my god, this guy. Let me meet her. I love we get to see everybody else in the team. Like, yeah, and it's super diverse. Yeah. The Native American guy here. There's two black guys who were born free mm-hmm. in Zion. Mm-hmm. Yo, I am very. And it, even in the Matrix sequel, um, Reloaded, when we finally get to Zion, which that scene is very long. Like that time spent on Zion is a little bit long. Mm-hmm. But it's populated with people of color and it looks very like, it looks very Afrocentric. It looks like it's yeah. like it's very brown. It's mm-hmm. very like tribal. It's very mm-hmm. beautiful. And to see like these two black dudes and the and Tank goes, nah, no, like I was born free yeah. with a smile. To see a black dude be like, nah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was born free. I was born free, dude. I think that also was purposely done. But I also love in this time too. We get uh, Cipher going having dinner with the, uh, oh my God. Agent Smith. You know, what and I mean? he's and he's already been kind of like you're like, oh, this guy's I don't know. About he's this already guy. been shaky. He's already been shaky. He's been a little shady. And we already knew there was an informant. Mm-hmm. Actually, I didn't even catch this. The, what? This is the first time I caught it. Uh, uh, in the beginning of the movie, uh, before we see Trinity, we hear the agents talking, and they say the informant said. Like she's uh, located, blah 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 blah. Oh, and so the reason that she almost gets caught in the beginning is because of uh, Cipher. Uh, yeah, and it's so interesting because like Cipher is a white straight male. Yeah, who the world is progressing. He sees it a different way, and he's like, "I want I no like parts this. of it. I don't want part of it." Yeah, like legit, I want no parts of it. Yeah, like quickly kill. Like he knows I mean, the truth, and he's still like. Nah, ignorance is bliss. Because it's a change. Go back. Because and this is my thing. I and isn't I'm not I'm I'm never one to to defend or condone, but like when people have fear, like I I understand that your world is changing. You right. know what I mean? Like I and, get and change it. Change is scary. Th- things are changing, mm-hmm. things will be harder for you. Yeah, like for instance, like I even now there's sometimes where I'm like, oh, and 
you know, I think I am privileged enough where I have like a we work in the comedy industry and it's like at least the way we work, I feel like there are a lot of women around us. Mm-hmm. So I hear them say things I'm like, oh, I never even saw it like that. All mm-hmm. I saw was my struggle with right. what is happening. So I'm thinking when people are like, oh, we have a female director who can do this thing. I'm like, well, damn, I wanted to do that. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so you have to, it is changing. It is, even as a black male, things are now getting harder for me because things are changing for everybody. Right. But change technically can be good because at the end of the day, it means everyone who are in these positions are good. Right, we, we're we're getting away from like, oh, you can just be average and be president. Right. Well, sorry, we're not. We're not I mean, away from that. We're getting away we're, we're, from we're, those we're, things. Sorry, sorry. You know what? I was thinking about. I was thinking about Bush. Forget. I honestly forgot. You we forgot, had a president. You forgot who our president was. You Yo, were, you were just honestly in the for like low key. I was just, thinking you were, of, you were living in Obama land. No, I, in, for some reason I was I was just in. I was like, oh, yeah. Bush is bad, but. I forgot all about the president we have right, now. Right, right. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that changed everything I was going for right now. No. Uh, Ooh, good oh, let me just say, we're still living in the Matrix for sure. Wow. It's gotten worse. <laughs> wow. The robots don't give a fuck. No, no. They are fighting back. Yeah. The robots don't care. Yeah, yeah. It's the reboot. Uh, <laughs> we're actually living in the Matrix revolutions right now. <laughs> Yo, I legit... We're like, oh, flip. Like, actually, the reboot happened, and the, even the one the one was... The, it was just Nope, he was a fake... <laughs> Yo, I forgot our president. Anyway, but I see what yeah, you're saying. No. But I love that dude eating the steak and having a conversation like, Does, do I think the steak steak's real? Like, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. I know it's fake, but God, it tastes so good. And then, we have, <laughs> and, then we, and then we have that cool shot of them going back in. Why do they go back in? Uh, so they're going back in. They went back in to see the Oracle. The Oracle, that's why. Uh, and he goes from the Oracle and he's coming back. And when they're coming back is when, because right when they got there, what's his name? Dropped the phone. Snitch. Yeah, a little snitch. And then... Snitch. Uh, uh, and then he gets away. We have a cool kind of uh, uh, little a- mini action scene. Yo, with, he's with saw Morpheus. a black cat. He's like, yo, before you even get there, he's like, oh yeah, oh, deja vu. Like that's deja vu. Yeah, I'm telling and you. They're like, what? <laughs> but it's so crazy because, like, I'm telling you, man, it sounds so dumb. But I've been a kid who always would see the same thing twice. So when yeah. this movie came out, I was like, of course. I was like, what? How can you not? Like, yeah, ma, ma, this is yeah. How can you not? Also, I love. I do love that type. I, I was scared for Neo. Honestly, when I was like, I remember being terrified. I, like, I remember not knowing a lot about race. But I remember like, this black dude's gonna die. I remember it. Oh, Morpheus, yeah. I thought he was gonna die. Right. Yeah, you thought he was gonna be the first one to die. I thought he was like, yo, yeah. they're gonna kill this black yeah. dude. And like, and they're gonna. I was like, this would be because also, also especially because we had seen him. We had seen him do the fight sequence before. Like the difference in and and they had built up what it's like to be face to face with an agent so much yeah. by this point in the movie that like to see him trying to fight with the agent but like just being leveled it was like oh this is tough <laughs> oh my god yeah. and what a yeah. and also again awesome. what a build up with the agents and the build up again gets paid off right mm-hmm. so you have this build up of them being like morpheus saying i'm not going to lie to you neil every single every single person every single person who has fought an agent has died every last one not one person who has stood their ground against an agent has died but i think you can and then dude's like nah man when you see an agent run right yeah, and then yeah. you see morpheus like try to fight this agent and he it's like he busts through the wall he busts too? through the wall he gets some hits in it's not oh, like yeah. he's a punk but no. like he still gets beat B- down oh and the thing is it gets bad and the thing is so cool is and again like i'm thinking of like what is this 37 year old mm-hmm. um, uh, uh Lawrence who isn't that small as he was in like uh, like PB's house and shit, and he's giving work. Like even I know he's on strings, but like he's doing kicks, like full extensions. I could you how cool? Could you imagine how cool it would be to do that? And then dude? of course one of my favorite 
uh, lines in the movie. Actually, two of my favorite lines back to back is Cypher freaking killing everybody. Like he starts just pulling out people's plugs, and we already mm-hmm. learned now that like if you if you pull out the person's plug around their matrix, you die. And then so he's doing that, and then you got switch on the ground. A- A- Apoc just died, and he she just looks up and she goes, "Not like this, not like this." And then she dies. Yo, the, the amount of times I've said not like this. Are you serious? <laughs> I like, whenever like something happens where it's like, it's just really bad. I'm just like, not like this. <laughs> the one not that like was cool though is that, and this is something I, I kind of believe. When I, you, you'll see movies like this, like Tron and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like if you die in the movie, um, you die in real life because they're like your brain. The can, your, body can't live yeah. without the mind. But what that means to me though, and I think this we kind of get there when we get to the end is like, if you die in the game, your brain, it, it, to me, it shows how much knowledge and how much power you have over the system you're in. Right. Like, if you fully understand that you control everything that's happening, if you get shot, you're not dying because these bullets aren't real. Mm-hmm. But because your brain thinks you just died, mm-hmm. your your brain technically right. comes. So it's like you almost are committing suicide. So when we get to the end and, you know, Neo stands back up, I'm like, oh, he realizes that these bullets ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. These, this isn't real. Like, this isn't blood. Like, I, this does not hurt me at all. Right. Yeah, uh, you can't do what you don't know, kind yeah, of thing. I love it, but then, but then you know, my man Tank comes back. I mean, one of, again, one of my, and then this is the second one. Like my favorite lines in this movie is is <laughs> him just being like, "If he's really the one, if he's really the one, then something is gonna stop me, right? I can't kill him. There's gotta be some miracle yeah. to stop me from killing him right now." And then you just and then you just hear him like you see Trinity's face and then you hear I don't believe it and then it's just yeah dang, and it's believe it or not you piece of shit and it's just still gonna blast him across the room <laughs> blast him across the room <laughs> that shit was great here is the I mean, thing that the remaining movies ruined for me because this is like my what? favorite oh. part of this like this is my yeah. favorite part and like basically like the fact that. It is some miracle, right? Like it is seemingly Literally. some yeah. miracle, um, but then it's like, oh no, I guess not. Like, I guess. Like, I hear what oh, you're saying. It makes me so I, bad. I do agree. Here's I the thing. Here's the thing, James. I agree with you. The Matrix is a perfect movie from start to finish. It does not need a sequel. It and the, doesn't. And the sequel does. I and I hate when sequels do this. I hate when sequels kind of ruin the first movie. Like in its, if you think about it in the context, like the same thing with the Star Wars prequels, like the prequels kind of like lessen how great the original trilogy was because you're like trying to piece together like the thing that happened in the prequel and like line it up with the logic of the first ones. And you're like, it doesn't really line up. And it's like, of course it doesn't because it wasn't meant to. And like Mm -hmm. this movie's logic, internal logic is great. But then when you start putting all the other stuff, it starts to make make not as much sense. Yeah, but but doesn't it, like it does somewhat, it does somewhat play, right? That like, that like there is is some kind of, there is some kind of pulling of strings in the real world that that the computers can still do, right? Well, what you can say is, what you can say is, it's maybe not that um uh the maybe the this one dies and maybe there's another one because the idea was like the one is always reborn anyway, so it like, right. doesn't matter. But right. like and the other thing you could say is like, you know, especially with the sequels, when you realize that those sentinels have like bombs that they can just throw, you're like, Well, why the flip didn't they have this before? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like like the end of this movie starts to not make sense in the world of the sequel where there are bombs that the Sentinels can just throw at the that ship. Um, 
And so right. maybe in that sense, you can like you can be like, no, 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 they had the bonds, but they let it go because they want the reboot to happen because that's what happens. Like that's what's supposed to happen. Blah 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 blah. But you know, I think I think the Wachowskis are brilliant, and so they lined it up as well as they possibly could have. But I still think this movie is like works so well just by itself, and the sequel explore other cool things that are really cool and like are really good just by comparison to other movies like and, and other sequels but not they don't they still don't match the level of this first movie which is why it feels like a bigger letdown for everybody else yeah I, and I, I really do i think this movie is like it's close it's i don't know it didn't need a sequel at all there aren't many movies that are perfect movies and this is like kind of a perfect movie like everything literally everything falls in place and every scene means something if it's not if actions if, if there's not some cool action thing happening or some cool dialogue thing there's some meaningful th- like or like the oracle the whole oracle scene with the kid and the spoon you know what i mean I like that was so cool <laughs> i have one i have one issue with the movie oh go ahead go ahead it's it's trinity and the love story that's the only okay keep going watching watching it now okay but watching mm-hmm. it in context of the other movies it makes sense Watching it now, it doesn't. Like, they are together. They have, like, two scenes together, and then she's like, I'm in love with him. And it's like, what? <laughs> how oh, that's what you're How does she, what? Yeah. Like, the, the, the love, like, doesn't make any sense. But then in the context of the other movies, it's like, but it does make sense. Because, you know, the Oracle tells her that she's going to love the one. And then it's the fact that she loves him that, like, like brings him back. Like, their, their no. connection brings him back and she's she she doesn't need to actually love him she's influenced by the information that she was given that she would love him you know you know what i mean like when you think it's about so funny it in the context of i computers. thought about that this time watching it 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 didn't bother me as much and i think i was just on board with the movie but this time watching it i was like oh yeah they don't do much i mean not loving things but they don't do they don't do much together period until period. the end right but I, yeah, I mean, you, but yeah. she's watching him though. Yeah. I, I, the yeah. guy says that too. Cypher says that. But that's too. what I mean. Got... Like she's, it's like a. But it's that's that's not love. You don't. You can't. You don't. Well, <laughs> you know what I, I'm saying. I totally hear. What, I totally hear what you're saying. It's not love in the context of the, the way that we think about love, uh, in the sense of somebody who you spend a lot of time with. Like the idea, like we have a mo- our modern idea of love now. I think is like you can't love somebody until you like really know them. You know, but I don't like that's not a universal sense of love and it it definitely hasn't been universal Mm. throughout like the ages of humanity right like i do think there are times where it's like you just like you love the ideas it's almost like she loved the idea of who he was just watching him and that's what i mean it's like it's like and the but the reason that it is him is almost it's because he's the right yeah, it's just because he's the one or the one that he is believed to be the one, right? And like right. Yeah. and then and the oracle said, you know, when you find when you guys find the one, you know, and we don't we don't have this understanding that Morpheus has found someone else that he thought was the one. You know, like we there's no there's nothing to tell us that another right. person sh- showed up and you know, it's like this is the this guy and it is the one that she feels this way for. I, right, it just felt totally. like it. The the it felt like that was so, that that left something to be desired. Like their their relationship, I think, needed to yeah. be explored a little bit more. Like this is like a symptom of like 1999 writing a love story in an action right. movie. You know, it's also it's also a little bit. It's funny if like if we can fault Keanu Reeves in any way, I think this is where it is. Where it's like 
I don't know if he did anything within the shorts kind of scenes that they had that really made you feel that kind of romantic connection. Oh, you need right, but Carrie, and, you and, were definitely feeling it from her. Like you, you feel oh, it really? from her. I think so. I think I think there are like little subtle looks, and obviously, like oh, okay, okay, she's okay. she's like you know she Mouse is very loudly rooting for him. She's very softly rooting for him. You know. Um, I see what you're saying. She definitely has an affinity for him. You could tell that. But yeah, like the actual, like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we don't get the, I mean, for our, our Patreon uh, listeners, you'll understand this reference, but like the bring it on scene of like two people like having it standing next to each other in the bathroom, brushing each other's, you know, brushing right, yeah, teeth. Yeah. That's the example. Well, I just, because there's something about yeah. that scene where you're like a romantic, you understand it's like, oh, yes. yeah, there's yeah, a connection yeah. here. Like there's a thing that happened in this moment. And you really only needed one of those things. Maybe and her it, bring him the food? You could have had it. You could have had it there. He didn't do it. As you just saying. What I'm saying is I don't think we got it acting wise yes, because yeah, yeah, he yeah. was still kind of in that, like What's in the happening? sense of the bigger arc of the movie. Yeah. And you know what? And and I and I I'll admit, like I don't I don't focus on the romantic yeah. part of that as much in terms of like trying to feel the romance of it. Yeah. I I'm like more thinking about it in terms of like the almost like when you fall in love with uh it's it's oh maybe equivalent to like her like somebody falling in love with a celebrity. Oh, you mean yeah? Like, that's uh, what it felt. It so felt it felt exactly like really? that to me actually watching this. Like it felt yeah, like, like you and she's Rihanna. in love with his celebrity. Like she's in love with well, this this well, you, guy. Yeah. Okay, I don't think it's about like being in love with someone's celebrity. Sometimes you see somebody and you're like, oh, I love this person. They happen to be a celebrity. Like I don't think me and Rihanna is like. I love her because she's Rihanna. Like Rihanna, I mean, she has a different swag but to her. You, you know what I mean? She's like, oh, right, she yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying, but it's like it's like you know, what I'm saying? it's bad girl Riri. You yeah, know but she I mean? doesn't know you. You don't actually know her. Whoa, listen, man. You know, sometimes love is not about knowing. People. Yeah, okay. It's about like what you feel in your heart with the with the. You know what it is? What's that? It's about what the world knows to exist. You know, exists. It doesn't mean it has to actually exist physically. You know, Do you what understand I mean? what he just said. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? No. It's like it's like it's uh, like it exists out there. Like the world know nah, what's real. Producer didn't know what you just said. The world know what's real, but nah. It, you know, what? let's move on. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> we get to the we get to the we get to like he's going back in because well, so because the oracle told him, the oracle told him that uh, now she didn't actually say he wasn't the one, but she says you know what I'm gonna say. He says I'm not the one, and then she's like, what will happen? She's like. Morpheus believes so badly that you'll that you're the one that you'll have to make a choice because he's going to try to sacrifice his life and it'll be either your life or his, and so, be, and so because of that he's like okay I can save Morpheus and he knows I have to sacrifice my life to save him. Yeah, yes. that's what he's thinking. Yeah, and what's great and about what's great about it too right. is she yeah. does 100%. say she does <laughs> say flat out that his his he the way that she says she's she's like she's like it's it's your life or his life. But but your old your one of your lives will end, and it's like right, and that yeah, is right. it, what's so cool about it is that it's still true that his it's life still true. ends like like yeah he the, dies he, he dies. dies he dies <laughs> and the, the the life that he knew before is over and then and, but then he's reborn as the right. one like oh it's so, right. it's so cool that that like. Everything she says is not only <laughs> for him, and but it's all, but it's still true on paper. I and love it's it. true, <laughs> and I, it's so great. And you have multiple and like allegories and metaphors at play with yeah. like the idea that like, hey, you know, I mean, first of all, you have like a a, a Christian kind of uh, um, 
uh, philosophy of like being born again, right? You have the the image of Jesus dying for everyone, but then coming back to life, right? Like the resurrection. But, and and that's, and the thing is that's not just exclusive to Christianity because you have other thoughts within the world, right? Of like, well, how do you transform yourself? Like, just think about nature, like, a, Mm. um, you know, you have like caterpillars and then they like go into like a cocoon and there's like a metamorphosis. There's like a shedding of the skin. There's a death kind of like when plants die like plants die but like the the compost is reused and reborn right there's like a cycle of life that happens that can has to happen in people when they change like they have to die to their old selves right and then you also have like what we're saying with the whole being woke or whatever yeah, no, right? it is it's true to an extent and I think you that's... have to give up your old life like the people who want to be woke they have to give up like if, if you want to be somebody who's like not just like you have to start giving up some privileges which yeah. feels like a death like in a way yeah because you're changing and also you're changing how you live which is like right everything you know but the coolest part just to get to the movie the coolest part to me i remember I mean, when they go to the building, I mean, before they even get oh, there, he's like, I got to go back I in. Like, what do you need? I need guns. And they have to roll and roll guns. Nothing like this has ever been tried before. That's why it'll That's work. That's why it'll work. Yo, when they go and he like, I remember this very vividly. I remember when he goes through the metal detector, he's like, all right, show me what you got. And he just opens his coat it and it's just coolest, guns. It's just, it is one of the, and, and what, it's so funny. It was like, um, apparently like, uh. I don't know if this was before. I think feel like right, like close to after this happened, like Columbine shooting. Yeah, they were inspired, apparently. Yeah. Right, and people said they were inspired and all that mm-hmm. stuff, and and uh, and okay, whatever. But like, there is something like, <laughs> there's something like so badass about a about a dude. Like he puts the gun, he puts or I think the bomb is yeah, the yeah. thing, and he goes to the metal detector and it's like beeping. And the person's just like, oh, yeah, empty any chain, like any wallet, like any chains you have, keys. <laughs> and he's like, oh, shit. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I didn't like. Here's what I didn't like. I didn't like. Oh God, this is something I actually felt uncomfortable about. But I didn't like the collateral damage of this scene. Like all of these people. I hear what you're saying. Like just being mowed down. Right, right, right. And like what? they, I mean, and obviously like it's a casualty of the fact that we are being born by the we're being bred by these robots but it's like right. none of those men did anything wrong right like none well, of those that's well yes and no right there. they can't let the yes agents. and no and this is the whole thing and this is kind of like and th- and this is the tough part obviously i obviously the violence the actual like f- the fact that they actually die doesn't translate but there is a thing to be said about like well people go like well we can't just leave like the trump voters the trump supporters behind and it's like we kind of have to in a way like they have to we like there is a certain part where it's just like even though there can be innocence within the fact that they're also trapped in this system it's like they're trapped in the system but they're also enabling the system yeah you know what i mean like yeah but these people this is but this is why it's hard in this context because these people and like you said the fact that they actually die is the part that it's like oh we can't reconcile this but like these people like don't even know that they are a part of Uh, this system and they're being and they are being killed like it's like it's when when the stormtroopers are being mowed down it's like well yeah i mean of course like you know that you're a part of this rebellion like you have to you have to know that the the uh the empire you have to know so you have to see what the empire is doing across the galaxy like you have to see that i mean like, these guys are i mean even in the context of the matrix like 
they're like I mean, they, cop, they're cop security thing. guards, though. They're security not even like, like this big, cops, like, though. corporation, though. But they're not like real cops. <laughs> I don't know, man. No, they don't even know like real cops. Cop. We don't know man. what that it's corporation like is. Like, we don't know if they're the current matrix. They, you think they know? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's. Not, I don't know if they don't know nothing. I, I'm just, that's all I'm saying. I'm I, like, oh, I, used to love, I used so to love everything from the moment he's like, guns, lots of guns through the end. And then watching it this time, I was like, those people don't deserve yeah, well, they gotta tricky. die though. It's tricky because I, I, I really, I really do love this, this, this. I mean, this the, scene. the actual action is like is when you see amazing. one of the coolest shots to me is like, it's a shot of Neo on one of the side walls running past these pillars as he's getting shot, and then he drops his gun in a slow motion, does a, 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 a was it a handstand or some yeah. shit, or some flip, and picks, picks up, up the gun. other gun yeah. and keep going. Yeah, like this is cool. I remember, I remember getting the video game, the Path of Neo, not into the Matrix because you couldn't get get to play Neo, which right. fucking sucked. But you got to redo this scene in the later game. And I was like, this is this is this is all I want. I actually There's want also to find that, that part game where Trinity there. kicks the guy's shotgun out of his hand into her hands and then shoots him. It was like that's one she, of the coolest. Like I've from behind. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's so wild. Uh, what's, and of the, course, what's the deal with the bomb though? They what just blew the, up the. They blew up the building to to shut down the. Um, Elevator? I think the elevator. So no one else can get in. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, okay. Gotcha. To trap them. No spoon. And that's because he wants to, be, he's pulling them up. Not. Well, they, yeah, it's like he shoots the ele- the bottom of the elevator. How does he get up there, you mean? Because he, like, he says, like, there is no spoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mentally, he's pulling them up is what's happening, right? Or like. Oh, interesting. No, I think, uh, I think it was just like, this feels like an impossible thing to survive. Like me shooting this and holding. Uh, I actually think like physically to hold on to Trinity and hold on to that rope while it's going up that fast is probably really hard to do. Right. Uh, and with the and with the force of the of the other elevator or the pull pull I guess of the other elevator going down like all of yeah. that there was so gotcha, there's gotcha. so much against him there that he just has to be like wait none of this is actually happening. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. Got you, got you. Okay, okay. That, um, that's the only thing I always have yeah. never known. Yeah. Then they fight on the roof. Uh, then they fight on the roof. You we get like I mean the the awesome Trinity help he starts getting shot at the the bullet time. I baby. mean, that's the, the most the famous thing. It's the bullet time. You know, I mean, like whatever we. I mean, like seeing that for the first time is like, what wow. is this? <laughs> you, you move like them. I've never seen anybody do that. You you moved like them. You dodged bullets. Not fast enough. Not, yeah, <laughs> fast enough. Yeah, because she also has the coolest line ever, which is "Dodge this." Yes, <laughs> the whole movie is great. Can you drive that thing? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, everything about this movie—you can learn anything in a millisecond. The what? part, all, and there's so many cool things that there are so many cool things that happen for Neo uh, uh, during during this. Um, but when they, I'm, I'm I'm skipping over the part where they get made when they get Morpheus. But when the helicopter is going down, and he <laughs> realizes that he has to get Trinity Steel and just <laughs> moves his hand. Wraps his hand around the core, uh, the, so the cool. cable. So cool. It's like, this is the cool. So and he's cool. just like, yeah, I don't give a fuck about that helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Like, and so then, cool. and Morpheus is like, and Morpheus is looking on like, he's starting to believe. Yo, right? it, <laughs> but think about how cool that was, yo. It's Chills. such a cool. Chills. And then the, the way they shot this, like with, with Trinity, like flying into the glass. Yeah. And it, I was like, there's so many purposely done shots that are just so cool. And they're so practical. A lot of this stuff was practical. I, I was looking it up. A lot of, I mean, not all of the helicopter stuff, obviously, but like a stunt, two stunt men were attached and they're like driving them through. Like it's, Amazing. it's crazy. 
Like, and I think that might have been the fault of the sequels. Like, they did this for $63 million. The sequels, obviously, the budgets were much higher. And I'm like, there was something of them being super creative when they had no money. Right. I mean, they always say that, right? You know, it was something yeah. about it. Um, uh, there is an awesome scene between Agent Smith and Morpheus oh, yeah. where he's just, like, talking about, like, I just hate the the sweat. <laughs> the stench. The stench. Uh, he, I also, and also, you're again. You're a virus. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was trying to, he's like, you're not mammals. Like, mammals learn how to uh, survive off of their ecosystem. You destroy. You, like, copy and destroy. There's one other organism on this planet that acts like that. A virus. <laughs> now, this is great. something interesting, I, though. I, I, have belie- I have felt this way about uh, just human humanity at large yeah. not yeah. in a I want to ex- expel us from existence but I've just thought this way about humans since since that movie and that ha- it hasn't right. gone I mean, away <laughs> but Terminator like yeah. everything the reason Skynet turns is like humans become yeah but that but that, descri- but that description of we spread and we, yeah. we and, and we use up the resources until they go away and we're just like a virus spoken that way like I don't think any of those other movies say it like that. Like, right? Like, right. No, the dialogue is not at. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a way in which. Again, it is so masterful the way in which they are able to communicate dialogues where it's like on on the metaphor level, you're like, oh my God, that's so impactful. And then on the movie level, level, you're like, that makes 100% sense in the context of the movie. And it still sounds cool in the context of the movie. Even if you don't, even if you're not thinking about like the actual, actual humanity as viruses and like, how we destroy our ecosystem and all that stuff. It's just like him just being like, ah, you're a freaking fire. Yeah, and like, what a freaking them. evil man. Like, he, <laughs> but know? he's not wrong. But I, he's not, I hate right? it here. I hate it to I you. hate it. I need to get out. I need to get out. I hate it to you. Give me the codes. <laughs> yeah, and then and then I love this cool thing of like, I love this cool thing of like, I mean, I'm just skipping to this part. Yeah, like, yeah. It ain't their run, but I love them fighting in the subway. I mean. But I love him looking at the uh, yeah. stairs and be like, Nah. Oh, that's when he says he's starting to believe. Yeah, this is when beginning to believe happens. And what's so cool about it is, again, we we know that standing up against an agent is like not what you're supposed to do. Like, and we've already we've already seen him do so much, but it's still super impactful to see him see him now fight this agent, even after seeing him basically. Uh, hold the strength of a whole helicopter, right? Like we've seen him do all right, kinds yeah. of stuff, but then this is still feels like an amazing feat because we know that this is like the agents are the epitome of what the computer program can do, right? And like, and that right. no also, one can yeah. can fight them. It's it's great. And also, he does like. There's a lot of this. I mean, first off, there's so yeah, much good he starts losing. Like, I mean, when he hits him with the with the with the punch, but then open <laughs> with the, the fingers and gets him in the neck. But he he loses a good portion of this fight. So much so, I remember being. <laughs> I remember like the famous thing of like him getting tossed against like uh the wall mm-hmm. and then the 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 multiple hammers to the mm-hmm. gut. Yeah. Oh man. But then he gives him work. He's coughing up blood in the real world. He's killing him. You know, and then he's just like, Yeah, you hear that, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Anderson? That is the sound of inevitability. It's the sound of your death. It's so My good. My name is Neo. Yo. And I was just like, Yo, this is what Malcolm X felt though. Yep. Oh, here you go. <laughs> Oh, uh, here you go. <laughs> no, but right, like, <laughs> yo. And then it's, so it's just cool. like Cassius, ah, or sorry, oh, yeah. Muhammad, Muhammad Ali <laughs> is like, Cass, like, my name is Muhammad Ali. <laughs> Muhammad I mean, Ali. and then yeah, the government turned on him. America turned on him. Uh, yeah, this is a political it's a cool thing. Though. But I, the thing that I love, I mean, the thing that I really loved about that scene was like he kills him, and it's like this triumphant moment, and then. <laughs> 
the subway just stops and he comes out again and you're like, oh right, this is actually pointless. Yes. None of it matters. <laughs> like you need None of it matters. Like you can't kill it. Like you need to leave. And then he runs and then he gets now back in the place of the training simulation where like he's in a packed street and I mean, a popping up how everywhere. many cool freaking camera moments the, yeah. where he runs and he sees the grandma like cutting and then he runs and then he turns back and then the knife comes oh. and it's the agent there it's, it's so cool it's so cool I mean he's running That's through the buildings so cool. the guy going like this the guy going hey he stole my phone he stole my phone and then he turns around and it's an agent yeah I, like so many just like easy kind of things to actually do but like so imaginative mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh my god and then he gets shot shot in the chest yo also this is kind of aggressive and also <laughs> i'm sorry do, 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 do. like he's using one and there's something that's so crazy where like he empties a clip in this empties dude. A clip get up walks away get up neo and we all know neo is the one we get it i just want to make sure we, people know the that like told me that you know it the man that i loved that that man as the sentinels are busting them down sentinels are coming in there baby my man, my man stands up, and it hits him with the one hand blocks. It'll hit him with the first. He stops every bullet. Oh yeah, I forgot about that part. Because Morpheus says earlier in the movie, he's like, "What are you saying that I can dodge bullets?" And he says, "I'm saying when you're ready, you won't have to." Uh-huh. And and when he says that again, if you haven't seen this movie before, you're like, "What the flip does that mean?" Yeah. <laughs> And he like picks one up. Yeah, he looks, but he just literally stops every bullet. He says no, uh, and then they stop. Yeah, he says no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no. I don't. I don't believe in any of this anymore. Yeah, it's so and cool. that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I'm like, oh, at a at a certain point, you can just go. I actually, I don't believe in any of this anymore. I see it. I see the whole matrix. Yeah. I see what you're so what doing. What I'm saying is, why do we care about line? the Oscars every single year? That's what I've been no, trying right. to no, say this no. whole time. You know, yeah. Why no. do we James, care? Honestly, why why are we giving so much attention? Honestly, you saying that is very interesting because the very famous thing about this movie, movie did not get nominated for Best Screenplay, nope. did not get Best Picture, Insane. did not get Best Direction. Insane. And you know what? They didn't give a fuck about that because they could see the matrix of the whole thing. What was this? The Year of American Beauty? Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't even matter. I think it was. There was no movie. There was a movie. There are very few movies that have changed the game of cinema, and this movie is one of them. And it was known at the time. It's it not even like changed. years later. No, it was like, known oh, this at changed the everything. time. This changed everything, and you still, because it made a certain amount of money, you were like, no, not this. Because it's an action. Yeah. Well, that's insane. Oh, I'm gonna make this Hollywood one quick, real quick. Wow. To me, it's like I, I understand a lot of people a lot of people had a chance to audition for this movie, but all I want, I just want Hollywood to realize that people of color can be standard. We can be the default. And as I say this a lot, but I'm this like recently I've been really looking at these movies and it's really starting to bother me in a way that like as we performance-wise get closer to achieving certain goals, it's like I'm like, oh, what kind of movies do you want? And I'm like, just that. You know what I mean? Just that. Just when like you can play the the computer guy who's like, I don't know what's happening, but you can just be that dude. You don't have just to be tank, super extra. Being like, I can, oh yeah, I just, all I see, I just see the. You can be an everyman or an every person, you know what I mean? And I just want to try to strive harder and harder to get to that point. But that's all I want to say for that. Yeah, man. Make it quick. All right. James, you got something? No, I don't have a bit anymore. I'm out, I'm out of bits, you know? Wow. You're out of I'm just bits. sort of, I'm, wow. <laughs> I'm out of bits. I don't have anything to say right now. How's everybody doing? How's your day? <laughs> Honestly, honestly, I'm a little tired. A little tired. I'm a little tired. How I drank a I drank a yeah. liter of Pepsi. 
<laughs> this morning? Yeah, it's early during, during this. <laughs> between this, God, between the last po- podcast and this one, I've, I've drank an entire liter of Pepsi. So it's a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm heading home. I'm heading home soon. So I haven't eaten yet, so I'm, I can't oh, okay. wait to All eat. Right, you know? Cool, 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 cool. You know, I can't wait to eat. Yeah. Uh, so that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be good. Um, what you you got? What you cooking? I mean, I don't know yet. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to eat yet. But you know, I might make it a surprise. Oh, okay. trying to save you might money. Surprise yourself. Yeah, maybe. You know, it's cool. I was like, oh, I don't know what we doing today. All right. You know. All right. Cool. Uh, John, do you want? Oh, my phone is going to die. <laughs> um. All right. It's time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we like them, but whether or not they help the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. If we think uh, fully helped the cause, we give it a black fist. If we think it's someone helped the cause, we give it a white palm. I think, hey, man, this didn't help the cause at all. So we don't give it anything. All right. You guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. Here we go on the count of three. Three, two, one. All right. We got two black fists. Two black fists. Black fist over here as well. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, I got, I got, I got to give it this film back because, because uh, not just because it's my favorite movie, like ever, because you could be, <laughs> you know what Why I'm you talking about? No, no, no. I'm talking about the Matrix, baby. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, listen, they got two sequels, man. We got Jada Pickett Smith coming up in these sequels. Uh, we got my dude from Lost. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What's his name again? Oh, from Lost. Who was in Lost? Yeah, man, the dude who's like, whoa. <laughs> I never, so I never seen Lost. Oh, you never saw Lost. You never mm-hmm. saw Lost. No, I think by the time I was going to start watching it, people started shading it, and I was like, oh, "That's no." Point. Yeah, his name is Harold Perrineau. 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 You know what I'm talking about, though, James. I can't. He's Link. I can't remember. He's Link in the Matrix. Really? Well, he's the. He's one of the other uh, driver. He's he's uh, tanks. Oh, brother. Brother. Gotcha, Thanks, gotcha, gotcha. brother. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Tanker Dozer's brother, right? It's yeah. Like one of those. Um, and then, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, the Wachowskis, and they got to do a bunch of stuff, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, people of color directors, part of the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this is just, I mean, yeah. come on now. Come on, baby. It's the Matrix, baby. Yeah. I, I just go quick. Like I, again, everything Brady said. I love this movie. I thought it was great. The Wachowski siblings are awesome. I do think um, there will be a time. I know some of their later movies didn't hit as much as this one did because uh, people said they were too heady and relied too much on CGI. I do think they got something else cooking. Like I feel like people who are this smart and that wise and can do something that great, there's something else that's coming. And I'm just hoping, like you know, some of us can like sneak in that thing. <laughs> And also, Keanu Reeves is still a monster. That man is almost 60 years old and is still out here fighting and on horsebacks with swords. It is crazy. Uh, and Lawrence Fishburne. Also, the fact that a black dude, literally, he is in as much... I mean, once he gets in, when you see the sequels and stuff, he is in it. He's like... You see a lot about him. You learn a lot about yeah. him. You learn about his, back, his home life, like his crushes, his fights. Like, he is also very integral to this story, and I think that's so cool. So, yeah. Yeah, same reason everybody else gave it a fist. Black Fist, this movie's dope. You know, POC's all the way. Wachowski's all the way. Everybody, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just talking about right, this movie. Right. Representation, you know what I'm talking about? Jeez. If we know what you're talking about, we know what you're talking about. Y'all know, y'all feel me. No, 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 brother. I smell what you cooking, fam. That's right. I smell. Yeah, man, you in there frying. You frying chicken in there? I'm frying. I'm sticking my foot all up in it. All right. 
What we got? All right, you ready? Yes. Uh, follow, first of all, you can follow us at Blackman Podcast. Blackmanpodcast.com is our website. Uh, on there, you will find stuff with our uh, merch. By the way, go to our uh, merch store. We have really, we have some great things, not just t shirts. Okay, first of all, we got a bunch of different cuts. We got of pillows. We got pillows. We got iPhone cover uh, cases. We got hoodies. hoodies. Uh, we got stickers. You got okay? babies? We got baby onesies. Uh, is that right? I think I saw baby onesie Dang. on there. Okay, cool. Yeah, we got baby onesies. You got um, baby. Put that baby in a onesie. Uh, but also, if you uh, sign up for Patreon, which is also you can do that through our website, um, uh, five dollars a month, you get two bonus episodes every month. This month, we are doing Bring It On, uh, the film with Kirsten Dunst and Gabrielle Union, and we are reviewing Avengers Endgame, which is coming out later this month. Um, and also, you get a thirty percent off our merch a discount code exclusively on patreon pretty cool um and uh you can also rate and review us on itunes if you give us five stars uh we will read your review on the air this is from this one's from william leduc uh from canada uh he says love it my favorite part of the podcast james i'm so mad at you right now draw hear me out really though (laughs) what (laughs) He says that's his favorite part of the podcast because you guys say that all the time. Uh, <laughs> it's just James saying, I'm so mad at you right at, at, right now. And Gerard saying, hear me out. Aww, that's Actually, that's factual. Uh, he's a great factual. insight. Three great perspectives. Charming voices. Keep up the great work. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And this one is by Dragonfly the third. <laughs> wow. Uh, it just says, deep. These fellows are smart, deep, and funny. A great podcast for anybody who loves movies. Uh, thank you guys. Um, uh, yeah, you can follow me at John Braylock on Instagram and Twitter. You guys got anything? Uh, you can follow me uh, at Draw Milligan on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me at James Third Comedy at James Third Comedy dot com dot com. Third is three R D. <laughs> and if you are in L A on April thirteenth at nine thirty, I'm doing a show, a nostalgia pop culture variety show at the Ruby. It's at 9.30. That's a Saturday. Tickets are $10, something like that. Go to therubyla.com to find out details. And uh, next week, we will be reviewing the the new film, Little. Does it come out next week? Yeah. Comes out this weekend. Yeah. 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 Very excited for it. I can't wait. Looks funny. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.